Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from various places in and around Los Angeles, including Treasonable Studios, with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. She is a comedian you may have seen on Last Comic Standing. She is a mom and a Huffington Post contributor, as well as being author of the children's book, Little Libby and the Right to Vote. Always a pleasure to welcome Katie Massa. Kennedy, welcome. Thank you. And David, I want to tell you something. It is a pleasure joining you on this show, always. Aww. And today is no different. Aw, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully hopefully it'll be different in all the best ways, just because <laughs> it is it is another day. But so great to have you here with us. So thanks for joining us. Also on the panel, she is a comedian, a mom, and a strong woman extraordinaire. She's got a comedy special, I'm Crowning, which you can catch on Amazon, Vudu, and Comcast, just to name a few of the platforms. Always a pleasure to welcome Liz Stewart. Welcome, Liz. Hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome you to your show. Hello, Katie. (laughs) Always good to see you. You're looking especially gorgeous today. Uh, the people at home are out. You've got to you've got to see Katie in her background here. She looks like a like a like a Folgers uh, commercial meta romance novel, like a, <laughs> like it's like sexy yet sensible. It's um, and ready for the day. So that sounds like an updated you, version of like a, a, a stray cat song, updated for the woke generation. She's sexy and sensible. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, Sex and sensibility. Hey, there we go. And high heels. But but they're easy spirits. Wait, wait, so wait, in case a basketball game breaks out, <laughs> taking a trip through the musical past with Katie Massey Kennedy. Well, thank you for being here, and it should be pointed out that while you guys are on your way to full vaccination. Uh, you are Skyping in as we have done for the, the past year. Uh, but I am very, very excited to introduce our next panelist because for the first time in a year, he is here with us in person in Treasonable Studios. The comedian, the scholar, the fully vaccinated black voice of reason. It is a pleasure, as always, to introduce live and in person. Mr. Time and Ship, welcome, sir. Thank you, Dave. Power to the people. Good to be back in Treasonable Studios. Hey, just had the amazing, um, what is that, Dave? That was the macaroon. Uh, The uh, red velvet macaroon cheesecake. Macaroon cheesecake with a cup of coffee. You stuck, as the black folks would say, Dave, you stuck your foot in it. That's damn good. (laughs) Damn show stuck your foot in it. God, boy, that's good. That was I was going to say, and like any white person, I would be going, wait, is that, is that a good thing? Is that yeah, a bad thing? That, that, that's that a great thing. Sticking my foot in this is a bad yeah, thing, but the yeah. cake is good. No one's in. Well, you can say, damn, Dave. That'll make you slap your mama. Shit, that one's damn good. That's a damn good cheesecake there, man. See, even that I can understand. <laughs> Well, welcome, and yeah, baked treats abound as as we welcome people back to Treasonable Studios. Very exciting. Me, I'm I'm Dr. David Robinson, also 
fully vaccinated as of this past Thursday. It was two weeks after my shot. So, yeah, stoked. It it is uh, it is the gradual return to something resembling normalcy. So I am pleased to be hosting that in the living room studios of Let's Be Treasonable. And uh, aside from vaccine and COVID updates, there is a lot to talk about. It has been a busy week. But first, a message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants. The UK variant goes great with period dramas and tea with milk in it. The California variant, made with avocados from Mexico. And the Brazilian variant that goes down so smooth, it's like there's nothing there at all. Unmitigated Spread Variants. It's time for another peak. Well, it is, speaking of time, the 16th Saturday of the new year, and being the 17th of April, that also means it's National Cheeseball Day, National Haiku Poetry Day, which is, I'm guessing, a strictly American thing because of the need to insert the word poetry in there. Like, oh, is there another haiku we would be celebrating? Oh, the poetry. Oh, well, let's let's do that. And it, it bothers me that there are neither five nor seven syllables in the phrase National Haiku Poetry Day. It's, they need to get on the on the ball there, the uh, Haiku Poetry Day people. So uh, just mentioning it as, as a little warning to them. You guys got a year to pull it together, National Haiku Poetry Day Foundation. Uh, today is also... Uh, National Auctioneers Day, which is held the third Saturday in April. Can I get a fourth Saturday? Fourth Saturday, come forth. Fifth, fifth Saturday, fifth. Uh, National Auctioneer Day on the third Saturday of the month. David, may I share a haiku poem with you? I, I, I think I would love that. Okay, this is about Law and Order SVU. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love this one. She may not be gay, but Mariska Hargitay lesbian dream boat <laughs> you're gonna Bravo. get in trouble is, for that that is a haiku poem <laughs> it it certainly <laughs> it is <was> detected. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was lovely by the way today is also when i was when i was doing my research uh 
it, it is also International Bat Appreciation Day, but I'm guessing in light of the past year and the fact that we still have a, a pandemic raging, maybe uh, like tax day, we'll postpone International Bat Appreciation Day or at least give it the year off. Think that's fair? Well, you know, if we appreciated bats better in the first place, we wouldn't have had COVID-19. <laughs> Well, I may, but maybe it's all about appreciating the the rich, lovely taste of bats. <laughs> if do you like eating rats with a side of leather uh, leather wings? Maybe have you tried? Maybe leather bats are right for you. Like just leave bats alone, and we and we we won't all die. Leave you know? bats like, alone. Well, I mean, of that particular thing, there are a, a myriad of other ways. You know, but yeah. yeah, let's appreciate. Just let them fly around and 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 you know, poop guano, which has medicinal properties, and, so. and eat bugs, <laughs> which is what they're really and good eat at. Bugs and mosquitoes. That's... Mosquitoes kill. Mosquitoes are the sing- are the animal that's killed the most people on the face of the planet throughout all time. So can we just let bats eat mosquitoes? More and than like stop chopping them up at wet markets. Yeah, more bats? than humans, also, which is like pretty impressive <laughs> for mosquitoes. Like, because I figured I humans would have killed more people. But uh, no, mosquitoes. If you like, if you like eating chinchillas with leather wings, please <laughs> <laughs> leather wings. You know, I, I I didn't want to talk about this, so so I'll be brief. But I I was working downtown this week on on a show, and uh, let me tell you something: the the back alleys of downtown Los Angeles. If you want to feel like you're in a nature documentary about rats. Uh, that is a a great place to be because it was I I, I realized there are a myriad of reasons I should quit smoking, but uh, standing in an alley at like 11 p.m. in downtown LA, watching just swarms of rats running around is probably the the closest I've come in in the past I don't know how many years to go and you know maybe maybe I should quit smoking because then then I won't be standing in an alley full of rats in the in the middle of the night uh mm. yeah just really really disturbing I would not recommend uh, uh sounds like the ghetto it's well I you know at 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 night everything is the ghetto in downtown LA that's what say <laughs> But it was, I mean, it was just nuts. Like they're running around squeaking like they own the place. And really they do. And it was, it was just, it was one of those moments, not where you like look at the, the great expanse of the universe and realize that you are just one infinitesimal dot. Uh, But in a, in a much more microcosm sort of way of, you know, nature, nature finds a way. And uh, even in in all of the urban sprawl uh, that is downtown Los Angeles, nature finds a way, and uh, and it's it's not the good part of nature. Well, we no. need we've disrupted nature, man. Like if we were really like one with it, we would have more. We would bring in some some cats and some owls to take care of the rat population. You know, before well, we I mean, there's start bringing in the cobras. I'm sure there's plenty of cats as well, but yeah, that's you know that's the slippery slope. That's the Hawaii mongoose cobra problem. You know, and then you get a mongoose uh, it, uh, infestation explosion. Yeah, they're an apex well, predator. You, 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 you can, I can't you, if you, you like gotta mongooses. Have a, 
with leather wings. <laughs> well, you, you got to have an alley cat. You can't just go get any cat. You got to get a cat that's been hanging in the streets that knows how to kick a rat's ass and kick a dog's ass too. So you know, you, so you can't just go get any kind of rat. Well, and you know, it it feels like so long ago, and I guess it was about a year. But towards the beginning of the pandemic lockdowns, it felt like. Not that nature was taking over, but I was seeing stuff that I had not like until the the first lockdown. I had never seen a praying mantis in in real life, let alone in you know L.A. And I thought you were going to say let alone with leather wings. <laughs> No, okay, they, they, I love that we're just I'm putting sorry. leather wings <laughs> on everything. It's not funny. <laughs> it's it's getting there though. It's it's gonna come back around, and and fly to us when we least expect to it, on its leather wings. So, <laughs> you know, every time you play that community spread commercial, an angel gets its leather. Wings. <laughs> an angel gets vaccinated <laughs> with leather wings. <laughs> The leather wings are just like, that's a bonus. It's like, you know, when you, when you get an Amazon gift card uh, for donating blood, which is, and, and not to brag on myself, one of the things that I'm kind of excited about, I'm, I'm scheduled to donate blood this week. And one of the things they've been doing since the pandemic started is they, they screen your blood for, for COVID antibodies. And now that I've been oh. vaccinated, I'm kind of looking forward to, you know, getting the uh, the results of the the blood donation back, and mm. going, oh hey, there they are. I have COVID antibodies now. Meaning that you contracted it at some point. Well, no, that uh, through getting vaccinated. I mean, if you hadn't oh. been vaccinated, oh, yes, okay. it would indicate that you had been infected at some point. But since I have been vaccinated, uh, you know, it's kind of like I, I mean, it's nothing like really exciting. It's like. You know, when your your odometer on your car is at 9,999 miles and you're like really excited in some strange way to, to be driving and watching it flip over to 10,000 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you get a text. Mm-hmm. So you take your eyes off the odometer and, <laughs> <laughs> you and know, you driving stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the wings. But hey, that's that's <laughs> what we do. <laughs> on the wings. <laughs> I'm thinking like an S and M Paul McCartney tribute band, Leather Wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, so many There's ways to go with this. Today's podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, well, yet to come, I'm guessing. <laughs> But uh, we are we are uh, getting away from leather wings for a minute. Uh, we are 87 days into the Biden administration. And as of today, we've got... Timpany. 565,778 Americans dead from the coronavirus. And 31,598,000 confirmed cases with about 127.7 million people having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine, with about 80.6 million of them fully vaccinated. So, hooray for us. I got to say, it uh, it has been kind of cool since we've been doing the vaccine stats to see those numbers going up 
and seeing the increase of the uh, dead and sick cases going, still going up, but it's slowing down. And mm-hmm. and I'm I'm digging that. That's uh, that's kind of making me, a, dare I say, optimistic. Biden's killing it. Biden he is killing is so it. And awesome. They hate his so guts. Awesome. <laughs> He's going to be the best president that we've ever had. He oh. will be by the. I mean, he already is. I mean, he's already saved millions of lives. They're searching you know? to find it, ways to get rid of him. Well, they're uh, well, you know they're going to keep searching and manufacturing. Yeah, well, you know we've got we've got our lasers uh, trained on on the right people. So uh, don't fuck with the Jews. <laughs> we got lasers. You know. Um, you know oh, wait really, a minute. The uh, Defamation League is out. You know they're they're. Did you see them speaking this week? Uh, they want they want good old Tuck. They want him gone. Oh God! Well, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's one of those yeah. things. It's like you know, the the ADL and uh, a number of other sensible people have wanted him gone for a long time, but now there's like you know concrete evidence that that we can you know because what I've noticed and. You know, I'm not going to say this goes for both sides, but there are certain people on the left who like to ignore, you know, facts. But when you've got an accumulation of facts, and even if they're like little things and they build up into something, people who refuse to see the truth because it's inconvenient for them are are not going to accept the the accumulation of small things. And so you need like the the big fuck ups to be able to point to and how about now? Now can we now can we do something about this? Well you don't have Hannity anymore, so Well no, he's he's, well, he's still there, but I'm just saying the, the he's you know, Tucker's the guy now because, you know, who really calls up and talks to Hannity? But Tucker they love him because he's putting it out there. He's doing this whole replacement thing. You, Jews, will not replace us. Dave, you're not replacing them. I don't want to replace them. <laughs> David, David, Tucker Carlson has lived has lived under the protection of Swanson Chicken Dinners for too long. <laughs> I'm up. You know, I, up, I, motherfucker. I figure let the punishment fit the criminal. Uh, let's just put him in the deep freeze. I think if <laughs> if Fox News were to make Tucker Carlson available for experiments in cryogenics, the world would be a much better place. And we could advance cryogenic science. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let, let Tucker do some good. Let that, that family fortune in frozen dinners lead to the next logical step. And I'm certainly not suggesting that anyone should should eat Tucker Carlson, but uh, you know, we're America. We certainly put worse things into our bodies. <laughs> you're you're merely proposing the bridge to the future. It's just a thought. And I mean, you know, it's it, it <laughs> I'm just hearing the ads now. Certainly green is people. No, it's not people. It's Tucker Carlson. Oh, well that's okay. <laughs> you can hit him with a brick. Well, that, that that would defeat the purpose of freezing them. <laughs> I think I think America knows that the cure for getting hit with a brick is to get hit with another brick. We learned that from Gilligan's Island with coconuts. Yeah. You get amnesia from getting hit on the head with a coconut, you got to get hit on the head with another coconut. Yeah. These it's are, just science. Medical science. You can't argue with the facts. The red states don't <laughs> like science. Well, uh, 
one thing, you know, we were talking about how Biden is kicking ass. And so I think that is, uh, that is a good place to start because there were, you know, much like uh, a staircase, there may be some missteps, but you're not going to stop the climb. And I think that's okay. But uh, two things that caught a little bit of ire this week were when uh, Biden initially said that we were not going to change the cap on a number of refugees that America was going to take, something that, you know, Trump put into place. And folks on the left said, no, no, campaign Mm -hmm. promise, you said. And so, you know, they, they didn't do an immediate backtrack, but they did say, okay, good point. Come back next month. We'll have, we'll have better numbers for you. So I think that is, that is fantastic in that it shows we have an administration that is willing to look at actual facts and the opinions of, well, people who know stuff. Because I think for too long, four years specifically, if you want to look at the presidency, but even longer if you look at Congress, uh, America has been led by the opinions of people who don't know squat and and that is that is a problem you know uh informed opinions should i i guess at least insinuate that the information behind those opinions is legitimate i mean maybe just me kind of kooky right yeah just me all right (laughs) But no, the no, other no. thing, no, no, it is kooky. It is kooky. I have full agreement. The other thing, and this is this is one that I think is uh, I want to open the floor to discussion on this one, because I'm a little conflicted, and it's it's kind of funny watching the the news coverage of Biden's announcement this week that we are going to pull our troops out of Afghanistan by September 11th, and aside from the the date thing. I, I do want to say that, you know, for all the great things that Biden has done so far and, you know, all the good things that are in the hopper that are in the works going to be happening, I'm really conflicted on getting out of Afghanistan. Now, here's the thing. I recognize and I, you know, will scream it from the rooftops. We should never have gone there in the first place. But... The fact that we did and that we are there, it's, you know, you can't unring a bell. And I'm I'm apprehensive. I mean, I support pulling out on paper, but in the actual execution and knowing all the potential repercussions, that disturbs me. But in 20 years of the U S ostensibly being there to help teach Afghanistan how to take care of themselves. They haven't figured that out or they've been one step behind the Taliban. However you want to put it, the the work has not been done and I'm not throwing blame on anyone, but it, you know, we've had 20 years to teach them how to fish you know, rather than giving them fish, if we want to use the old cliche. <clears throat> the thing about being over there in Afghanistan, 
and the the issues. I mean, because here we said we weren't going to be state building. We're not going to be building these countries, but yet we do. We go over. We got we got over there, and um, you know the Bushes got us there. Twenty years, they got roads now. They're doing certain things. What more do you plan to do? You know, I believe whatever Biden had ever chose to do, there was going to be backlash. If you stay, I'm going to talk about your ass. If you leave, I'm going to get you. Trump was talking about leaving. Everybody never said a word. Well, that's one of the other things is that because I'm ambiguous on this, I I have no problem. You know, Trump was the guy who said that he was going to get us out. And of course he didn't, you know, two weeks when we get the uh, beautiful new healthcare program, uh, you know, it, it's all, oh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen under Trump. He just wanted the the good press. But here's the thing that like really bothers me about that. All the Republicans in Congress who had no problem with getting out of Afghanistan when Trump said he was going to do it. Now, now that Biden wants to do it, there's issues. Well, and that's the well, reason why no, he stated there's, there's that. no point in even dealing with that. I mean, those people. I mean, it's it's just the the hypocrisy. It's 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 a it's really just a joke at this point. But as far as getting out of Afghanistan, I understand all of your concerns. But let me ask you one question: mm-hmm. Do you trust Joe Biden and his administration? Oh yeah, no, that so is that yeah, there's that's your you, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, oh, absolutely. If, if, well, if Trump had done this. It's like, yeah, we're pull- you'd be like, what the hell is going on here? Because that is a person who is not worthy of any kind of trust. Right. And I mean, you look at you look at Syria, for example. I, I mean, if if Trump were to have gotten us out of Afghanistan, it would have largely been done to help Russia support the Taliban. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Katie, Um you know, it, it's kind of like the whole vaccine thing. It's like Republicans were giving grief to Democrats who said, well, if, you know, Fauci says it's cool, it, uh, I'll believe it. If Trump says it's cool, yeah. And like, oh, oh, it's the same vaccine. It's like, yeah, but, you know, here you got a lion sack of shit saying it's good for you. And here you have an actual medical doctor who's studied this kind of stuff for for his entire career and, you know, the schooling that went into getting that career. So, yeah, the the source of the information is definitely important. And I, I do trust the Biden administration way more than I would have trusted uh, a Trump administration to do this. But it's still the same problems that, that are going to happen. Yeah, I mean, the Taliban is still more than likely going to be running the show over there. And, you know, whereas I am, I am not necessarily a fan of American imperialism, having America involved in countries around the world is what has largely kept things stable. Well, remember we were getting in trouble because they said we're the, we're the, what do you call it? It's the uh, uh, the policing comp- uh, country. We were always policing, and um, you know, they they were always worried about us. You know, we're, we're going to be the the police of the whole world, but we can't stay in these places forever because what happens is you eventually because you've made American people such consumers. You think that we don't, you know, that that's all we want to do is buy shit. No, we would like to have to the point we know that we got to because you know republicans love wars 
So we still have to every, have everything in place. We have to have to where we protect our country. I'm glad what he said to Russia and told Russia, look, because Trump wouldn't do it. You know, Obama did it a little bit. But, hey, dude, I'm, 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 I know about you. I'm flat out telling you now because nobody wants war. Because they know if one person drops, if one country drops a bomb, it affects everybody, and they know this. They right. love it's money. The whole, the whole notion of mutually assured destruction. And we know that everybody loves money. Everybody like getting laid. Guess what? We ain't blowing up nothing. We'll just do. And and now everything is done with computers and cyber crap now. Anyway, but I think with Biden, I mean, to to your point of, you know, do you trust Biden? Yes. But the fact when people say to us, well, you got to see both sides of the story. My thing is, we saw Trump from all kinds of sides. And we're and it's still, th- things are still happening with this guy. He's not really gone. How long has Biden been in office? Uh, 87 days. 87 days. And it took Trump four years to do what? Nothing. I can't remember other than a wall that doesn't work. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, everyone has told you China's had a wall for years. Well, uh, I mean, you know, if you if you wonder, you know, what Trump did, uh, and I I would say, sadly, you know, nothing would have been an improvement. Uh, Trump laid down the the stakes and and made it possible for uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Paul Gosar this week to announce their White Power Caucus. <laughs> Um, but I mean, they're calling it the America first caucus, but it's all about getting America back to Anglo-Saxon principles. Traditional. uh, Yes, exactly. Which is is what Tucker Carlson's been talking. This whole replacement thing that they're talking about, you're already, it's, it's happening now. You can't get away from it. It's not enough of you. Okay. We have enough foreigners in this country now and especially a lot of white cats are dating people of other races anyway. You're all going to just going to get rid of yourself. Just live. And they, they're, they're bringing this stuff up. And who are they taking it to? You know, it's this whole culture of this whole I'm losing my freedom, which I always want to know what the hell that was. And, you know, liberty and all. Well, you, you've had liberty. Land of the free. Land of liberty. You've had all that. Yeah, but. But if other people get it, <laughs> you know, you know, Timon, I actually have been doing a lot of thinking about the 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 racism and this make America great. It's all coming from fear and it's coming from fear of no longer being a majority. I, I, I believe that's the case. And I, so I was trying to understand what that is. And seriously, maybe it is a fear that if after what what white people have done to these other to to other groups will they do the same to us mhm i'm wondering if maybe that's the the fear well 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 one the bad part about you know um black people you know every uprising you that was done, in trouble uh, yeah every <laughs> uprising what that was the bad thing ever, about black people <laughs> every <laughs> uprising you there, go with this time uh, yes <laughs> Every uprising, Katie, that has happened for black folk, it's a brother that's always sold them out. Whether it was the Black Panthers, whether it was the slave uprising, brothers always went back to the the master and soul. And they're doing it right now. That's why so many black folks hate Obama. And then you wouldn't even know it. 
So we don't have to worry about us. We're never going to do what we probably should have done because we're going to sell each other out anyway. Well, and I think that's that's human nature. That's not it, it's not just a black thing. But we were Timon and I were talking about this before the show, and the thing that always astounds me about this is you know the the folks like you know whether you're looking at like blacks in today's politics people like larry elder like candace owens uh there's i think there's a direct philosophical line that can be drawn from the jews at the concentration camps who helped the nazis and the thing is this isn't you know to to use the the holocaust reference this isn't going to keep you out of the ovens. It's just going to put you at the end of the line of the people who are going in. So I, it, I just, I don't understand that. And yes, you know, in, in the concentration camp analogy, yes, America did go and, and help liberate the camps. So there was an out, maybe, maybe some of the, some of the capos did live because they were able to live long enough by selling everyone else out. But you do that, you're still alive, living with yourself. If you have a shred of conscience, I don't know. I I would think it would be difficult. I am, you know, one of those uh, would would rather die a free man than live as a slave kind of person. Right. But that's you know that's me. Uh, but I I think it's it's interesting also looking at the the Republicans who are officially joining this this white power caucus. And this isn't an original argument, but I think it, it bears repeating that you get people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, Matt Gates, Louis Gohmert. If you're trying to make a case for white supremacy, <laughs> these are not the examples of white people I would use to make that case. <laughs> I mean... Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it is a little more honest than, you know, Nazi propaganda posters and, and you know, deco artwork. But these we are the best at not having chins. <laughs> we are the best at looking like Neanderthals that have just been thawed out. Shout out to NTG. Um, yeah, like 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 this is the yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. You know, it's, you know, Liz, you stop it. You're going to make them. Te- you're gonna make Louis Go- Louis Gomer teeth spitting mad. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Gomer looks like he's trying to swallow his own face. Like every time he talks, I just think it's just gonna like suction in on itself, and then he's gonna like have like some sort of like pulsar, and then he's just gonna like like turn into like a black hole, and then he's gonna he's gonna suck all the other white supremacists down to their o- other dimension. Where, um, uh, well, I don't know, hopefully they'll be burned alive for a thousand years. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I, you, you know, know oh, oh, go ahead, Katie. No, I was, I was, I was just going to say that in, uh, in, in the whole category of they're not sending their best and brightest, <laughs> these people, <laughs> these like old white people who are in charge or have got to go is, um, because there's so much better out there. Did you see the, did you see, um, the hearing for the woman, um, who is she? She was, um, she was, uh, it was a hearing to be, um, in the attorney general's office. Either she's a, a she was up for assistant ter- attorney uh, general, yeah. general or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and she wrote that article in, in, when she was at Harvard. Right. 
Okay, so she wrote an article about how blacks are superior to whites, and it was an article in response to the bell curve theory, and it was a tongue-in-cheek, kind of like, well, what if the shoe's on the other foot? How would you feel? Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a satire. Swiftian, right? if um, one will. Yeah, exactly. It was Swiftian. And this guy, and you guys know our good friend, John Corning. Good uh, friend. So he's, so he's, uh, <laughs> oh, yes. he's, he's grilling her. Uh, yeah, and he's grilling her, going, so you wrote this article. I guess you think that blacks are better than whites. Is that my understanding? And she was just, and, and the fact that she had to explain to him what satire was, but she had to do it in like a respectful way. Is that, this is that, incredibly accomplished, amazing woman has to somehow like prostrate herself before this disgusting pig of a man is just, to me, it was never more stark than the kind of people we need in Congress and the, you know, in politics are this woman, this bright. It's, it's Kristen Clark. And, and she's, uh, she was being grilled, uh, basically her job interview to, to lead the, uh, justice department civil rights division. And, and it should go without saying, but I'm, I'm really not inclined to side with John Cornyn when it comes to things like civil rights. I mean, call, call me kooky. And the other thing, because uh, when, when she was a student, you know, and the Republicans were trying to make hay out of this, the, uh, she had booked a speaker, you know, it was controversial and, and said things about Jews uh, that, you know, the ADL, uh, who Timon brought up earlier, the, the Jewish Anti-Defamation League, has said, yeah, we don't have a problem with her about this or about anything else but the republicans are trying oh she's anti-semitic and and you know i'm i'm also gonna choose the the side of of the jews who are saying yeah no not anti-semitic over you know some white cracker trying to to get us angry you know white white anti-semites not the best people to tell Jews what we should be angry about. Who was over uh, HUD uh, when uh, when Trump was in office? Ben Carson? Yeah. Ben you know, Carson. it's kind of like when Katie Porter was questioning Ben Carson about Oreo. Oh, R- REOs. <laughs> yeah. REO. And he didn't know what I... And she had... He said, you know, I do like Oreos. He said, no, no. <laughs> He's, uh. So... The, <laughs> The, the, and that's the same type of ignorance. If you got to explain this to Cornyn about what I'm talking about, you know, dude, you, you, you took this and you tried to make something out of, you know, this whole thing. It's, it's, it's not going to work. That's a, that's a Jim Jordan thing. Yeah. Well, and, and shifting topics quickly, but on, on the topic of, of racist Republicans, uh, it did not escape my view this week that on the 15th, which was celebrated as Jackie Robinson Day, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball celebrating the first player to break the color barrier. Which uh, I still find as stupid as there can be, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on the day that Major League Baseball was celebrating uh, a black man breaking the color barrier, Republicans in Congress were trying to punish major league baseball for standing up for black people's right to vote, mm-hmm. which it, you know, we, we need to retire the irony police for, for all of the times over the past 10 years 
that people, well, irony is surely dead now. Now I'm starting to think, uh, <laughs> maybe irony isn't dead, but I think the Republicans have exiled it. Well, you know what, David? I think you need to calm down a little bit, because if you will remember, <laughs> Roy Moore's lawyer is a Jew. <laughs> tight. <laughs> is that the it was, was that that was a deep cut just then was that, that, was that a little correct? little bit Roy Moore's it was Roy Moore right his wife that goes our lawyer is a our Jew lawyers. Mm-hmm. oh god you know how you were talking about like um how like people turn on their own like yeah women do it too just look at Roy Moore's wife you know like, uh, he never assaulted anybody that I didn't watch and eat popcorn and clap. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, of the, speaking of the self-righteous Southerners uh, being watched, so interesting to what? see Liberty Universe. Uh, well, Liberty University sued Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, oh, this yes. week. Because what? you can't do that. He was he was hiding uh, this sex scandal that he liked to watch the pool boy Rima's wife when he yes. negotiated a huge yes. severance package for himself. And yes. and so yeah, his his former employer, the quote unquote university that was founded by his father, is now suing him. And I, you know, I mean, uh, it's. It's such a shame to sit here and watch these people uh, come after themselves and after their own. It's just just such a tragedy. I, I can barely make popcorn fast enough. It is such a it is it's it's such a tragedy to sit here in my corner silently watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new porn. Like like I I. I I, I I love being like oh Wayne LaPierre like the uh, they're filing for bankruptcy oh and, and Jerry Falwell Jr. is getting sued and oh my God is, is the Oath Keeper they just turned on uh, the guy in charge just just turned and is working with the FBI oh I bet Roger Stone's in trouble oh he's also being investigated for tax evasion oh my God <laughs> you know like somebody get me my lube. Like this is this is, um, this is like uh, this is the year, you know. Like Matt Gates, oh, he could go to prison for the rest of his life and get passed around like a pack of smokes. Like, oh my god, it's twenty twenty one is already so sexy. I love it. I'm t- but t- oh my god, I have been saying for a while. A joke about being in the corner watching, and that this is like your, like this is your, you know. But I, I've been saying for a while, guys, that the you know, watch the investigations come. That's why they're holding, you know, that's why they're holding up all of Biden's legal people because they're, they're making them, you know, like they're, they're, oh, they're yeah, right, right. They're holding them up because they know what's going to happen. They know that these guys, these investigations are going to start to fly and they're going to start, they're going to start digging in. Yeah. And, hey, Timon, can I ask, is, is, do you think that, um, Trump and his spawn are actually, I mean, obviously that, that charity and, and, and the, the Trump organization is basically a criminal organization. Right. I'm just wondering, do you think they are actually going to be prosecuted and convicted? Or do you think that at this point they have their tentacles in so much in so many places with so many people that well, the only they way, won't be? I'm just curious. Yeah, I, be- I believe that they're, they're going to get them. Because, but you gotta, I mean, remember, Biden's only been in 87 days. 
and in 87 day we just got the info on the on the the insurrection and they need to know that the reason why everything was held up because trump told them to do it they can go and dig it it, it you know it, everything goes to the top and they're going to find out that trump was the one who held up the army i mean they, they the national guard they can say, oh, we well, went to the Capitol and then it went to the Capitol Police and then it went to this guy. No. When you get through, it was all done by Trump. And so I believe, uh, to answer your question, I believe they're going to, to go after him and I believe that they're going to get him for what he's done. I believe that he's going to go down because he's still got New York. Uh, who else is uh, do you got? Well, do you got, it's New York State and then also the, the Manhattan DA. Right. So it's and we got Manhattan, but we Georgia. also well, got Georgia. We got Georgia. Uh, e. Jean Carroll. And, and who's in Washington? Mm-hmm. The guy, the the and AG in Washington, uh, 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 Washington D.C. The one that was going after him for the hotel. This, this right. Yeah, over they were, uh, um, and they also have him. Um, who's the guy? Oh, I forget which uh, one that they're supposed to get him. Um, he is. Uh, they're 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 still looking into because uh, they're still you know, uh, but you know, McGann's has not been has never come. That is still going to happen. But the the reason why they're holding up all of this, they don't want Merritt Garland to have all his people. Right. I mean, they it's, just brought the one it's, woman. It's in. part of the whole idea that we've talked about uh, on the show before. That you know, the Republicans have made it their mission to make uh, the old Ronald Reagan saying about, you know, the government coming to help being the worst thing you can hear. They, they want to make that true. They want to manifest that. And so if you cripple the, the justice department, then the justice department is not going to be able to fully function and throw your asses in jail. Right. They're trying to hold up. I'm, I'm extreme. I am very optimistic and I am, absolutely convinced that there has been a lot of criminal activity but i only bring it up just because he somehow has gotten away with this uh by knowing the right people kind of inserting influence i mean when you see photos of people like you know networking at all these like like events it's because they have access Right. So I'm. I'm. Uh, that's the. That is my only. It's not like. Oh no, they're going to find he did nothing wrong. Of course, that's not the case. Well, I, I don't know if any of you watched SNL last week, but the uh, the opening sketch with it was like a morning show in Minneapolis, and there were you know the the two white anchors on one side and the black anchors on the other side, and they were talking about the the Derek Chauvin trial. And yeah, the, the white anchor's like, well, we, we can agree that, I mean, it's obvious what he did. Uh huh. And it's all on tape. So, so the jury can see, uh huh. And so he's going to get convicted. And the, the two black anchors like, eh, well, and I think that's kind of what, you know, it, it remains to be seen. Like, yes, the evidence is all there. And, there are things, and I mean, granted, even, you know, before uh, the, the past four years, I was always a news junkie. So I'm, you know, maybe a little more aware than your average person on the street of what's going on. But it's gotten to the point that, like this week, with the Justice Department revelation that Konstantin Kalimnik is 
a Russian intelligence agent. Yes, he was working with Paul Manafort, and yes, Paul Manafort gave him uh, the the polling information that the Russians then used to to fuck with the 2016 elections. And it's kind of one of those things that when when news like that breaks, I have to stop and go, wait, didn't we didn't we already know that? Why is why is this news all of a sudden? And it's like, oh well, yeah. I mean, it was one of those things that everybody. We we knew it, but the we didn't have like the proof on paper, and so now we have the proof on paper. But whether you know the the Trump family is going to be convicted remains to be seen, because as as much as we do like the the liberals who are in office and the Democrats, they're still office holders, and there is a certain you know, sort of like the, whatever the government equivalent of the thin blue line is or the blue wall of silence that, yeah, they're, you know, they, they are doing this investigation, but ultimately they are politicians. They are the same people who refer to white supremacists and, and Nazis as my friend on the other side of the aisle. Interesting. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm naive. And maybe, but, uh, um, but I think they are going to get got, you know, like they they will be gotten, but they aren't going to be get there. It's not going to be Merrick Garland who does it. It's going to be state level and the federal government will turn over any information to the state level to like the, the, the Letitia James, um, uh, attorney general of New York, like they'll give her more ammo and they're putting the squeeze on Alan Weissman and his kids so if Weissman doesn't turn on Donald, he and his kids get to go to jail and have everything taken away from them. And if you think Ivanka won't won't turn on Daddy, then you don't know Ivanka. She's even worse than he is. Supposed and to she be. just so, got her shot. Can you believe that? And they still won't get it. She just got. She just showed herself getting the shot. She mm-hmm. got vaccinated. They're gonna. They're gonna. They will go down. They. Everybody who participated in this, like this grifting. This insurrection, this theft from the American people of not only our treasure, but our democracy itself, they will they will be held to account. It will take time. Justice takes way too long for my tastes. I mean, Koopa and I were just talking about how, like, on Game of Thrones, you get, like, these bad people who do bad things for, like, five seasons. And then, like, yeah, he got eaten by dogs. But, like, you don't even get to see it, you know? Like, I had to rewind it and be like, you know, be like, be like, oh, this is an unsatisfying payoff to all of the all of the uh, evil that they've done. And I think that's going to happen here. Like, we're going to see the perp walk, but we're not going to see the cameras installed in his cell room, so we aren't going to be able to enjoy all of the uh, uh, fun things that his cellmate does to him. I you See, know, like, I don't know if it's going to get that far. I'm seeing a Jack Ruby kind of situation happening. And, you know, whether oh. whether it's someone with, with a, a bullet or whether it's a Novichok pellet from, fired from an umbrella gun, but honestly, Roger Stone will deploy the Oath Keepers on Donald. I think it's it's possible. You know, I mean, these <laughs> these guys are are suckers and willing to believe anything that you know someone in power tells them, uh, despite all of the evidence. So mm. you know, there's there's mm. no telling how it's all going to turn out. But I I do question whether they will turn on on Donald Trump eventually because I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, it just, he's fat Elvis. 
He's not who he used to be. He doesn't have all of the power and the command that he used to. He soils himself. He can't speak. He's 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 living alone, like 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 a lady who wears her wedding dress when she was stood up at the altar. You know, like he's he's just walking around in his little wedding gown around Mar-a-Lago. The guy has no real power anymore. Well, right? but he does because yeah, they, they still give it to him. him. What is? Yeah, yeah but like, what Katie was saying. I mean, they had like some big, you know, Republican Nazi convention last week that wasn't being held at Mar-a-Lago. You know, it was being held elsewhere. But they booked like a special field trip for the convention to go to Mar-a-Lago and, and hear Donald Trump complain about shit. And so that's the thing. Like, they still eat it up. You know, I mean, like I was talking at the beginning of the show about standing uh, in an alley full of rats making me think about quitting smoking. And it's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> I was still going out and lighting up another one. So it's it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's a, a dangerous addiction that even if they are smart enough to know uh, this shit's going to kill me, they're still puffing away. Well, David, I'm going to say something that is incredibly simple but i'm telling you it's exactly right and incredibly insightful i thought that when trump was gone the republicans would be like thank sweet jesus don't let the door hit you on the way out but no i've seen them flock to him and keep and and just and and put him up as like the figurehead of the party and here's the reason why and it is this simple if they kicked him out the door hey goodbye we're back to fill in the blank there was nothing for them to continue there's nothing right well but i think in a way i mean you're you're absolutely right but in a way what they want to go back to uh, you know the ones who are trying to you know speak sense and even though we know they're they're idiots like Kevin McCarthy responding to the the creation of the the White Power Caucus by saying, "Hey, hey, hey, we are not about uh, nativist dog whistles," and it's like, "No, you are." And what what the people like Kevin McCarthy want to go back to is saying the quiet part quietly instead of saying it out loud. They still have no actual agenda except to accumulate power. They just want to stop drawing attention to it. And, you know, so, I mean, I, I agree with you a hundred percent, Katie, but I think the, the thing that, you know, the, the quote unquote sensible conservatives in government are trying to return to is back when they could be quietly racist and, and nobody got really mad about it because it was hidden or obscured enough that you didn't have glaring examples of how fucked up they are. To point out, well, but let, okay. Let me ask you this though. Well, who's that guy? Ewan uh, Ian, the, that conservative, who's like really spoken out against Trump, and he's he was a he's Ian, a congressman. Ian Bremer? Oh, congressman. Ewan, uh, well, go on. Well, uh, well, and he's got like a lot of he he's like good Republican, good conservative. You know what I mean? He's not. You would never think of him as a racist. You would never think of him. In, in Justin that way. Amash? No, no, he was he was a uh, uh, well, I guess libertarian. Well, you know, you know, you know what? Actually, you know what, Liz, take your pick. 
that, that any of any any of those are fine. Do you consider those people to be like white supremacists, or do you consider them to be like quote classic conservatives? I mean, and do you think there's a distinction? Because what I'm saying is, if these are people, let's just say these guys, let's see, say these Lincoln Project guys, or Justin Amash, or any of these people who are like, I'm a traditional conservative, and I want like less government, I want lower taxes, I want less government intervention in your lives, you know, all that stuff, free market capitalism. It's like, here's the thing, the American public don't want you. They don't. No one wants these ideas. Like, because that idea, in theory, is to just, like, get rid of public education, for instance. I mean, it's just, these are not, these are not ideas ever since the rich running around, the free market capitalism completely destroyed our economy during the Great Depression. America is like, fuck this. So I feel like ever since then, conservatives have been twisting and turning and spinning and trying to be like, freedom and, like, free market capitalism where nobody wants it. So when I say, what are you going to go back to? Let's just take, take, let's just put nativism aside for a moment and just, just say that they actually have some real principles that are important or, or, or that are, that are some that can sound noble. Nobody wants them. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's my belief. No, I think, I think you're right. Preach. And I think it's one of the reasons why they're so determined to obstruct the, the Biden agenda is that it's, it's one thing to, kind of roll back trickle down economics but if you if you get rid of it and you go to a a more equal economic system in america people are going to see that it works and that it actually helps and dare i say rising tide lifts all boats all boats matter uh and and so it's it's a thing of we cannot from the Republican perspective, we cannot allow the the Biden agenda to succeed because if and when it does, people are going to see it's better than the the load of crap we've been shoveling at them for all these years. You know, one more thing I'm going to add. I agree with you. And it also makes me kind of um, revisit what I just said. Because that... That belief in less government and let things go the way they are and the free market and everything actually does cater toward white supremacy and conglomeration of power. So really, they are all intertwined. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you if you look at the Republican view on, on regulation and, and free market economics, it all falls apart when the politics get involved because you know, Republicans notoriously hate regulation which is how you get things like texas be it the energy grid that fails when it gets cold or if 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 you're talking about exploding petroleum plants and and fertilizer plants because hey regulations suck so you know if if we got to blow up a plant every few years and kill off a bunch of people yeah it's just the price of progress but they they are all about regulation when it comes to social media and and private businesses that want to say hey uh not cool spreading nazism and and you know vaccine disinformation on our platform well maybe we need to take a look at regulating them uh free market economics are great until these these corporations who we as republicans have deemed people via citizens united 
these are these are people and their money is free speech but their free speech is not free if they're going to use it to speak out against us and so it's it's these you know strong conservative principles that all fall apart when you know they're not being used to to just keep you richer and keep the quiet part quiet i've always wanted to know with all the conservatism you know you just talked about the the money where does abortion fall in there because most of those guys who are conservative they say oh we're against abortion they even talked to they had a thing where they were talking to the white guy who said he's not a white supremacist anymore but they said what are you you know what are you fighting for what's the big thing well you know immigration and then he said, white supremacy. <laughs> I mean, he said immigration. Then he said, uh, I'm against people who want to have abortions. I'm against, you know, and, and, and they were like, well, but you, where were your thoughts on, you know, uh, we'll see, programs and th- stuff? I mean, it, it didn't make sense. And, he, and, he, and they said, do you still? He said, no, I don't do that anymore. I'm, I'm against that. Oh, you, you, I changed my mind. See, but what, what you fail to understand in, in this equation, Timon, is that, the Republicans support equality for all people. However, in in their mind frame, corporations are people, right. whereas blacks and women are not. Right. right. Well, so you know, it's just David, you, like you to, need to understand like, their definition of people. Right. Well, I like to say that um, that there's the reason why the Libertarian Party is mostly is pretty much all white men is because the rest of us don't have the luxury of waiting for the free market to correct itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. tracks. And yeah, and also And those guys aren't those guys aren't really against abortion. They're just against women being able to make the decision to get an abortion. Because, like, when you talk to, like, guys like Donald Trump, they brag about, like, oh, yeah, you know, he, I wonder how many how many he's paid for. Well, you know, paid you for at, with um, Trump, I probably none. How many he's insisted upon? <laughs> sure. Yeah. But. Well, I think he would actually pay for that, you know, because it's less expensive than a, than a paternity suit, you know? Well, like yeah, but, that. I mean, I, I don't think he would pay to. It's kind of like, well, Matt Gates I mean, never paid for sex. Taxes. He just paid someone else who then subsequently paid women to have sex with Matt Gates. So it's, you know, it it's not that, that Trump, you know, would pay for, for the abortions. Maybe the Trump organization, you know, yeah. and, and someone like Michael Cohn, when, when he was still working there, they they're, they're going to pay. Disposal. Use it as a tax write-off as a business expense you know what do we do we have to get the gold-plated wire hanger can't we just use a regular wire hanger gold uh, my, my 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 demon spawn need only the best <laughs> gold hanger listen listen liz if if if, if old trumpy wouldn't pay for the for the um plumbing fixtures at the taj mahal you think he paid for a freaking abortion <laughs> Well, I think he. I think he. He's not going to pay for the plumbing, but he'll pay someone to push it down the stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think he, I think tax dollars paid for it. Hell, you I know, think I think he, he wrote could. It off as a business expense. He wouldn't even have to pay. He could easily get Eric or Don Jr. to shove someone down the stairs. Hey, you want to? You want to do Daddy? If you want Daddy to love you, 
Shove, <laughs> shove, shove the swimsuit model down the stairs. It'll be fun. And then they'd get confused, and that—that's why Eric looks like that because Don Junior kept thinking he was a—he uh, was uh, his daddy's mistress and kept shoving him down the stairs. <laughs> now, now he will love me. Now. <laughs> God, I hate that family. Like I, like every time I look at them, I'm like, you know, the Bolshevik Revolution. I get it. I you know. <laughs> yeah, I'd 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 like something with more cannibalism though involved. You know, it's I I would just like to see the masses just I don't know something like the end of the lottery where it fades to black. Except I don't want it to fade to black. Like let's give everyone stones. Uh, the lottery, the Shirley Jackson story, not the actual state lottery. <laughs> Although that would be a really interesting. You know, <laughs> not going to sell a lot of tickets though. But that brings us that brings us to our our next topic, which I, I want to get my like curious musings out of the way. And obviously, it's not that I'm taking the wrong thing away from this. It it's just it's not the main topic. And I do want to talk about uh, the systematic racism inherent in what? in the Chauvin trial. And you know, refer to this earlier with the SNL sketch. But before we get to the actual meat of the matter. One of the things that's kind of been like on my mind about the Chauvin trial this week, and I think it says a lot about us as a country and maybe just even as, as you know, it's human nature. So maybe it's just a, a human thing. But one of the things with the Chauvin trial is that the, the, the entire trial has been televised so far and, you know, partially because of, of COVID. But the thing that that has kind of been cracking me up is I've heard pundits talking about, oh, well, could this could this mean the return of court TV? And, you know, you're seeing people who want to watch this trial. Mm-hmm. And similarly with with like true crime shows and and murder shows, you get all these people who are fascinated and, and really want to watch the trial. But at the same time, these are the same people who would do everything in their power to get out of jury duty. And you get these people who love true crime shows and and podcasts and they they want their murder shows, but they hate the news Mm -hmm. because it's the news is depressing. And it's like, well, I don't know, you know, and and. I'm the kind of guy who I don't care about high school and college sports because it's like, wait till they get to the bigs and then I'll care about them. And sure. I, I realize the, I don't know, irony or, or self-interest blindness of, of someone who loves indie bands and you know, Oh no, I'm going to like, unless it's someone I already like, know I don't care about. I'll probably like go to check out some of the opening band when I'm going to see, you know, the headliner, because it's like, okay, yeah, these are, these are the folks of tomorrow. So I I do realize there, there is a little bit of, well, why, why, why does it matter to see the, the undercard in the shit that you care about? Mm -hmm. And you can condemn the people who don't care about the undercards and the stuff that, you know, and well, because I'm human and I admit it, you know, that, yeah, there, there is what may seem like hypocrisy, but before we get to the the racism inherent in the trial and and the many shootings, uh, what do you guys? Um, am I like on the wrong track here? Just seeing the, 
I mean, is it irony? Is it just the the contradiction that is humanity? Um. Hmm. Uh, well, I think it is the contradiction that is humanity, and I also think that for some bizarre reason, um, jury duty has been like almost made into like a joke. So, like to just get specific about jury duty, I love jury duty. I'm thrilled when I get my, but also it's, they make it very difficult because, um, you know, they don't compensate enough to, and a lot of people don't right. have, get the time off work. So there's of course that. So, um, what I, think yeah, I think also something would need to be done with that. It's like, for me, it's the structure of the legal system as it stands and, that in, in a lot of ways, it's supposed to be a one-size-fits-all thing. Like, you know, because I, I can understand, like, loving jury duty and, and wanting to do it. The last time I got called in for jury duty, the case involved a woman who may or may not have hit someone with a fire extinguisher uh, in, in self-defense. And they had video of this. And take it from me, there is no way to explain during uh, voir dire to a judge and the attorneys in the case that you cannot watch a video of someone hitting someone else with a fire extinguisher because you will laugh uncontrollably <laughs> and, and find this so hilarious that you will have no choice, but to disrupt the, the trial as it is taking place. And, you know, there's there's just no way to explain that. You know, it's like I I know you don't want me on your jury. Trust me, don't don't make yourself find out. But like if if there was some other assault trial, yeah, I could probably be equipped to to sit on a jury for that. But if you give me something that's gonna look like cartoon violence, no, nah, I'm not I'm not your guy. Well, a lot of people wanted this, you know, also, you know, all the things that had, you know, you had to go through to be on the trial, this particular type of trial, because right. it's so widespread. It wasn't easy to, to actually pick people to, to do it because they thought that they would be biased to it. But um, I think that um, I'm glad I'm not sitting on this trial, you know, because I probably would think, you know, um, just a history of, of of what has gone on and and how people always tell me, which pisses me off more than anything, that to, to tell me to forget Black history, they tell me all the time, it doesn't exist. It doesn't it doesn't have anything to, to what's going on today. And when you tell me that, everything has a history, and this trial has a history. Just so happens, in my parents' days. And matter of fact, and there are people who still are alive that haven't passed yet, who dealt with those days. And there were no off. I mean, it was white officers didn't go to jail, and they still don't. Yeah, Rodney King. Let us not forget Rodney King's twenty at the twenty some years old. They they literally beat that man on. They had the video. It was shown all over the world. Now, now here's, here's a question though, and I'm I'm gonna open it. And Katie and Liz, I think uh, you, your opinions are, are going to be really uh, crucial on this. But the uh, the cop who shot Dante Wright, mm -hmm. uh, I agree with you that you know white officers don't get 
prosecuted, and when they do, they don't get convicted. But she's a woman. Mm-hmm. So. Not going to jail. Do you, I mean, I, I think that increases the likelihood. She's not, she got convicted. She's not convicted. She, she, got, she made bond, put her bond up, she's out. And let me tell you, you know shit is scary when Beverly Hills is already boarding up. <laughs> Beverly Hills is preparing because they know. Because all they have to do, if one juror says, I don't think you know he should be convicted, it's over. And they are going to burn it down. Well, And that's all they got. I mean, that, that's it. And so Beverly Hills said, oh, hey, you saw what happened last time. They're already boarding up. You know, all they're boarding up all over the place. I think she's she's not going to get convicted. Remember the woman in Oklahoma who shot the black dude who was walking away. It was a traffic stop. He's walking away. She shot him in the back. She didn't go to jail. Well, she was up for murder. I don't. Even, I don't. If if she did, I mean, they didn't want to convict the the um, white woman who shot the uh, brother who was she. He was in his apartment. Remember in Dallas, Texas? Right. Walked into his own. What are you doing in my... This is my apartment. Boom, boom, boom. Shoots him. And yeah. they said, hey, look how long it took them to convict her. They weren't even... And they weren't going to do it. And it's like, you shot him in his house. Where's all these mistakes? You know? No. Yeah, when I found out it, it was a woman, I was like, oh, God. And a 26-year like, veteran. Like, like it, yeah. She's been on the job twenty six years and can't tell the difference between a taser and a gun. I'm like, how are they going to let us be president if you can't figure out what the difference <laughs> between a taser and a gun is? And and like I saw the tape and and like um and uh and and when she's like taser taser taser, I was like, I was like, why are you yelling? Like, like, like when somebody delivers a pizza, they don't yell pizza, 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 you know, at somebody and they're like, oh God, I shot him. But if little Caesars, if, if they delivered, (laughs) they would come to your door and say, pizza, pizza, (laughs) pizza, pizza, pizza. And I'm like, this, this woman is like, I mean, people have speculated that she was doing that to justify her intentional murder of him, but I think it was manslaughter. I think it was, and she should go away for it because because if you make a mistake like that on the job and it results in somebody's death, I don't care who you are. You, 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 you know, like you need to go away and it, we need to show the world that like, just because you're a woman, it doesn't mean that you're allowed to make stupid mistakes like that. You remember think, the I black woman who shot up in the air? She huh? got, remember the black woman during the demonstration, she took her gun out, shot up in the air. They wanted to give her 20 years for that. She said, I was just trying to scare someone away from her house or something. They gave given her 20 years for shooting the gun off. They gave yeah. her 20 years for that? Yeah, I don't know if she got out or not, but... What was the charge? Was it unintentional manslaughter? Well, they were, well she didn't kill anybody. She was just firing her gun off in the air. Oh, you didn't kill anybody? No, nope. no okay. one died. No. But, <laughs> I mean, they... Did you ride home? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but they. That sounds I mean, like Liz. Liz is kind of lady. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know this this woman, um, like they said, and they're trying to give her an out. But then the chief quit too. No the, out. The, the, the chief resigned because it's like uh, who was the guy that in in um, um, Atlanta, 
and the, they didn't want him. He was a spokesperson for the police, and they told him he was just having a bad day. Remember the guy? Oh, right, right. <laughs> and they oh, said, yeah, what did you day. say? You just shot nine people? And you had, he was having a bad day. He didn't like, you know, he's having sex issues. You know, it's not like you didn't get your cup of coffee, you know, or you missed it. No, you just killed. He, he's having a bad day. Well, and if that was it. You know, so I, I, I think she's going to get off. I think that I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's, it's not in our favor to lock up a police officer until they get rid of police immunity. They are not going. These cops are never going to jail and the unions will not allow them to do that. So yeah, maybe we maybe we need to abolish police unions. Uh, that's going to be hard. Well, I mean, but <laughs> no, wait I, know. <laughs> I mean, unions. I mean, in some ways, some unions help, but yeah, some people no, hate I, unions. I I agree. I think, and and that's the thing. You know, like I was saying earlier about the the one size fits all uh, with with the justice system is that it. You know, you can't do. Uh, it, it's not always all the same. Right. You know, so. Yeah, you know there there are there are things that unions do that are great, mm-hmm. and there's yeah lunch break. You know, I will. Yeah, I mean the the <laughs> forty hour work week, uh, the the five day work week. You know, the, there are things that unions have been wonderful for. But yeah. like, I I used to uh, I had a, a corporate day job, and I got hired into a position that was a union position and so i had to join the union mm-hmm. now this is a company that had like benefits for employees were already really good yeah there was there was nothing that the union was really doing to help me mm-hmm. in that job it was it was unnecessary and when i did need help from the union they sided with the company so you know there there are things that the unions are needed for i i do not trust employers in general mm-hmm. they're gonna fuck you over to fill the, your, their own pockets mm-hmm. as you know fuck you over as an employee so yeah like there are look look at amazon you know in in alabama i i cannot believe well i mean i can't Black believe folks. that these people voted against their own interests because that's what people do let me throw no day on this one these were black people. Majority of them were black folks. And they're going against other black people. They were saying, oh, well, you know, we need to move on. And you could tell it was a Shaniqua on the back end. I'm sitting there going, are you an idiot? Government, this dude got government loans to start his business. He pays no taxes. The he has $190 billion dollars. You're going to tell me he's bothered by a union? Because, yes, he don't want to pay you. Capitalism and labor have never gotten along. That's why your job got shipped overseas. Because I don't want to pay you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay you now. I don't want to pay for your benefits. I don't want you to have shit. I want you to bring your ass in here and work for these peanuts. As I jack up the price of your homes, I jack up the price of all the goods that you have. But guess what? You have a job. Look what I've done. I'm bringing jobs. No, you bring in slave labor. 
They're, the fact that they sat up in Alabama and and said, well, you know what you was getting into. Yeah, you got to stand on your feet for 10 hours, but you got a job. <laughs> I looked at that. I was like, see, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I'm not saying that, that unions are perfect, and they're not. But at least they can get you a little bit more than what you're already getting. This guy is opening up massive factories. And he is, he, I mean, I don't hate Bezos. Okay, he got over. He got over because of what? He got he got cut deals. And he proven. The guy was a hedge fund. Wasn't he a hedge fund manager? He came from uh, uh, and was able to put the business together. Same with this other, uh, with Elon Musk. There's a government bill that these guys are getting. They're getting, they're providing jobs and everything. But you don't want to pay the dude. And you want to work him like a slave. No, but <laughs> I was going to say, no, that sounds about right. Yeah. But that's, that's the thing though, with the unions and specifically with the police unions, right? It's if you are doing the job that you are supposed to be doing and you know, if, if you protect the police when they are being wronged, but stand up for the people when the police are doing what's wrong, instead of standing up for the police, no matter what, you're going to get more credibility for yourselves. You're going to be able to get better people in the jobs and you're going to have less problems as a result. But instead, no, hey, police can't do any wrong. They're police. They got a badge. They got a gun. It's like this circular logic that, well, they can't do anything wrong because they, they have a badge and a gun. Why would we give a badge and a gun to anyone who's capable of doing wrong? Well, and, and to the thing is, you know, working in law enforcement as myself, there's a lot of guys that that they should not have been hired. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a lot of guys that are in the police department who should not have a badge. They did not look like they got they got in because they, either they knew somebody, and we. I mean, even back in the day, I don't know if you knew this day. Did you know that L.A. used to recruit from Florida, from the South, to bring cops here? They used to, because. To send them down into the black neighborhoods, quote unquote, to deal with the brother. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like bringing the mongooses to Hawaii to deal with the cobra problem. Right, you know. So and now got, we got a southern cracker problem. Right, and what and so what have we gotten? I mean, you know, did you? I mean, you saw that they're putting. Uh, uh, speaking of that, they were putting out flyers. I didn't know. They were putting out flyers in Huntington Beach and Costa Mesa and everything. And for you know, the white power rally. White, yeah, have a white power rally. You know, you're, 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 what are you, you know, we're doing this and you got to see where the problem is. I don't believe, I'm not saying, they said, well, Schiff, do you believe in defunding the police? Wrong word. Shift those things to where we can, that there's a special type of group of people to get these things done because every time the cops show up, somebody's going to get shot. Mm -hmm. The dude who got killed out in New York, he was butt naked. He said, they called him said, Hey man, my brother's losing his mind, blah, blah, blah. So he was spitting at the cops. They put a bag over his head. Next thing you know, shot him dead. But he came because they told you he had a mental problem. But now like they just, you know, they, they're, they're getting in LAPD's in trouble right now. They shot a a uh, kid who he was twenty five. He had the mind of a sixth grader. Now he's paralyzed. 
The guy who shot the brother out in Minnesota or wherever it was, Milwaukee, shot him in the back seven times. That dude's paralyzed. The cop's back on uh, back on the beat. No big deal. Well, I was afraid for my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, and if you look at what happened in Chicago this week with the, the shooting of the 13-year-old kid, Adam Toledo, right. uh, the, the case in point, the, the police union uh, came out with a statement saying that the officer was, you know, the, the these people had, had already tried to evade arrest and the officer was in a life and death situation. It's like, I I don't see life and death, uh, you know, when, when I see a 13-year-old putting his hands up. Maybe it's life and death because the cop was breathing so heavily from having to run and uh, he was in danger of having a heart attack. Well, which, well, a friend of mine said, well, see, Ty, you got to see it from both sides. This, this is the, that's the new thing. They want you to see because, you know, the media, the media shows you what you want to see. I said, really? He said, yeah, Ship, ask yourself a question. Why was a 13-year-old out at 2 o'clock in the morning? Where is his parents? Oh, so now it's going to the but, but now you want me to go after the parents, but still, that's like the whole uh, uh, George Floyd thing. You know, well, he had drugs in his system, or he has a he has a criminal record. You came for a twenty dollar bill. The guy gave a false twenty dollar bill. The kid who called the cops is regretting today that. Maybe I shouldn't have called. Maybe I should have just said, hey, man, I can't take that bill. But why would I take that bill? Because he said that this because the store owner told him, if you guys let this through, okay, I'm going to take it out of your pay. So this man got, George Floyd got killed over $20. Plain and simple. He's dead today because some asshole laid him down in the middle of the street. You had four guys, four, who couldn't get it, who kept his knee on there and so so, and, and as your point with the kid, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, he's a bad kid. He was out at, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, and he ended up getting shot. Tamir Rice was 12, had a plastic gun, shot him. So, that's is that our thing now? Just shoot, shoot, shoot? Where's de-escalation coming from? You know, it seems like every time they send the cops out, look at, look at LAPD today. Look at how many people they've shot this year. They're, they're the record's through the roof. They even shot, I still remember them shooting that old lady down in downtown L.A. She came at the guy with a screwdriver. She's about 65 years old. Shot her dead. Well, she had a gun. I fell for my life. You fear from a 65-year-old with a screwdriver? Come on, man. She could have she been on Angel Dust. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't take her down. You, then why, are we take, why are they taking all this jujitsu and Kav Magra and all these different types of things and learning how to box and lift weights? But yet... First thing you're doing, you know, I'm not saying that it's an easy job for cops and, and everything and they can't do the job, but it just seems like some of this stuff, y'all just be shooting, man. Just shoot him. Well, it is the American way. I mean, uh, I, I was looking at a, a graphic of recent mass shootings in, in the United States this year. And this year alone, what happened in Indianapolis yesterday at, at the FedEx facility? Third shooting in Indianapolis. Three this year in one city right. in a Republican state. What's going on? I don't know. White people be angry. And I, you know, and, and you should, <laughs> people are saying, was that a brother? Is it a brother? No. 
No. Oh, good. It's a white boy. (laughs) (laughs) Timon, I think the whole idea of um, figuring out the problem with the victim, like what they were doing wrong, just Uh seems like it's, it's it's, it's meant to like bolster white male supremacy because the same thing meaning that they can be be in a position to do whatever they want to whomever they want because i mean you see the same thing with like a a rape victim well katie i will will say brothers think the same brother there are so many brothers who are backing up i'm saying black and brown are starting to sound remember there were a lot of black and brown black and brown guys who who supported trump and his thought that whole machismo thing and they're doing it now and they and they're just what you were just saying. There's a lot of brothers out there who also believe that Obama was going to jail. Obamagate. It's the same type of stuff. These these guys are promoting this stuff, and they're they're trying to find out. Oh yeah, well, what was he doing? What are you doing uh, out at that? You know. Yeah. See, but yeah. it's it's that like whack ass sense of well ignorance that. Well, it's it's there's proof of a, a left wing conspiracy because everyone from Trump's administration is being investigated and arrested, and Hillary Clinton is still walking the streets free. Well, maybe rather than a conspiracy, that's because Hillary didn't do anything wrong, and all these motherfuckers in the Trump administration uh, did. Right. Well, that's the same thing. It's like the Colin Kaepernick thing. You know, guy says, you know, I'm never going to support. But you support the insurrection. Oh, they weren't fighting. There were no guns. They were just, they you were, know. They, they were just, trying to, to show the police their love. Right. With with flagpoles and bear spray. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a very special Guys, kind yeah, of love. Yeah. I mean, they showed the injuries. Guys, broken ribs, uh, broken backs. Guy lost his eye, teeth. I mean, they were getting brutalized, man. They came in with pipes. And like you said, bear, one cop, they believe the bear spray killed him. He couldn't breathe, but he could have had asthma for all we know. I mean, they came prepared to destroy, and they were told to stand down. Those cops were told to stand down by Trump and his boy and his cronies from the Pentagon, and that's why that shit was able to happen. They knew it was coming. They knew it was happening because you couldn't just walk in and do it. Didn't happen on any, anybody else's watch, did it? You didn't see it during uh, Ronald Reagan. I mean, although he did, you know, they tried to assassinate him, but you didn't see anything like that, you know, coming through. So I don't know, man. It, it, these, uh, I, I don't know. It, it just scares me sometimes when I sit and listen to people and, you know, well, you got to see it from both sides. You got to, no, it's pretty yeah, much in front I, of you. You know, I think I, you can recognize that there are two sides while still understanding that one of the sides is completely wrong. Right. <laughs> And that's our QAnon. The good news. Go ahead. I was just going to say the good news about like um, about like the insurrection is that people who follow Donald and adhere to like their theology of like um, you know what was she wearing or like he should have been out that late. They're cowards and they're bullies. And when you squeeze them, they will break. And now they don't have. Donald doesn't have Fred Trump and he doesn't have Vladimir Putin and all those insurrectionists they don't have Donald Trump as president anymore and they're starting to talk and we are listening I want to hear all your stories and I want to see all your evidence and if you don't give us everything that we want we're still going to use the evidence that you gave us but you can go to jail for the full time the full no cut no cut on your term you know because like that oath keeper guy that guy who's leaving the oath keepers oh he's gonna he was charged in, initially 
with uh, seven charges, and now he they're going with two for now. Um, uh, one of them is assault on a cop with a with a bear spray. Uh, that's what the ones that they're just keeping on the back burner in case he doesn't give them everything that they want. So well, one dude's still going to jail. I'm I'm looking forward, and I you know haven't heard anyone on the right saying it yet, but I believe. Uh, because I've noticed that people are pointing out that he is the guitarist in the heavy metal band Iced Earth. So this isn't going to be a, a problem where he was motivated by politics. It, I, I am predicting it will not be long before heavy metal is the criminal here. <laughs> that Well, you know how these heavy metal people are, and well, that Ozzy Osbourne who is biting bats... Uh, well, Nugent's oh, a, a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's, what yeah. was his music considered? Nugent? Uh, rock. rock. Or, yeah. yeah. I guess just, you know, Amboy yeah. Dukes, rock and roll. Yeah. Um, Derivative. but yeah, <laughs> I will, I will say Stranglehold is a great song though, but, uh, no, I, I think it's we're we're seeing the mentions of this guy being a guitarist in a metal band as the precursor to metal getting the blame for this. And, you know, it's we're we're going back. It's going back to the Republican greatest hits. Yeah. Well, Scott Bale. I mean, you know, ah, Chachi. Who Always a that, problem. Who would ever <laughs> thought that the old Chach would be a would buy into it? Well, uh, I yeah, I from uh, dealing with him a lot when I worked at the Playboy Mansion, I, I could have told oh, he you. Was there a lot. Huh? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, he lived there. Yeah. Really? I mean, practically. He didn't actually. There were people who did, but he was, yeah. But no, he was there all the time. Um, yeah, I, I could have told you he was a bad egg from the get-go. Mm. But uh, yeah, uh, Oathkeeper, founder, one of the founding members anyway, heavy metal guitarist, but uh, don't care about his guitar playing. We're all looking forward to hearing him sing. So that is, <laughs> no, no, uh, just uh, as you know, yeah. evidence. But uh, that is, I think, a good place to leave things for the week. So I want to thank you guys for being here, uh, Katie and Liz, for being here via the Skype, Time and Ship for being here in person, and Katie, Liz, I look forward to you guys uh, being in that fully vaccinated window, and lovely home-baked pastries will be served to you as well. <laughs> Yay. So, yeah, can't, can't wait the day is coming soon. So like, let's let, if, if you aren't on the panel, uh, still get vaccinated, keep wearing a mask, be safe. Let's, let's eliminate this so we can all experience the joy of having our friends in our homes without having to worry about anyone getting anyone else sick. Uh, and that's, I think that's uh, that's the place where we're going to leave it today. So I want to thank you guys for being here. Katie Massa Kennedy, Always great to have you with us. In the meantime, until the next time you join us again, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Uh, you can buy my um, book online, Little Libby and the Right to Vote, and follow me on Twitter, Katie Massa, K-A-T-I-E-M-A-S-S-A. Awesome. Well, thank you for being with us here today. Liz Stewart, always a pleasure. Great to have you with us. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? I'm on Instagram at uh, Liz Stewart. I'm crowning, and I have been suspended on Twitter. Uh oh. 
Um, uh, uh, but I have a backup account that has only one follower. So you could, I, I was suspended on Twitter for offering my services for the reenactment that Steven Crowder did of um, uh, George Floyd being murdered by um, uh, 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 Chauvin. And he clearly is not act, uh, enacting it. The guy's on his back and I offered to put my knee on his neck. Um, and give him the full Chauvin. Um, and then I get flagged and announced it. It's probably best. Yeah. I'm, I'm appealing it. I'm appealing it. Because they're, like, like that video, that video is the thing that should be yanked. He should be suspended, if anybody. Not me. I'm defending the right position here. He's the... Anywho, you can find me at... I have a new account. It's called um, uh, Your Drunk QAnon Aunt. Um, you can follow me... <laughs> Um, uh, and I, I, haven't, I haven't begun the tweets, but the description is, um, don't invite me to family gatherings because I'll just get my droplets on you and fangirl out for Neanderthal, for a uh, newly thought out Neanderthal MGT. <laughs> so, um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, use my voice, uh, uh, in, as your, your drug QAnon aunt. So you can, you can follow me there. <laughs> right on. I will, I will look for that with glee. Mr. Time and Ship, it is such a pleasure to see you in person and always great to have you on the show. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Uh, My new website, which is timeandship at weebly.com, or you can get me on um, Time and Ship at Facebook, Time and Ship at Instagram, Time and Ship also at Twitter. You can pick up my book, my St. Louis, uh, which is on Amazon.com, as well as my CD, Universal Brother, which is on uh, Spotify and CD Baby. Right on. Well, thank you for being here with us. I have not been banned from Twitter, so you can catch me there. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. On the socials, find me on Facebook, uh, dr.david.robinson. Uh, on the Twitter, I am at Stand up, fall down. So uh, that is fun. And if you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know that we are on the socials. On the Facebook, we are all spelled out. Let's be treasonable. On the Twitter, we are at L E T S B T R E A S O N A B L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you. The listener. Speaking of you, the listener, want to thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening, even the platforms where you're not. If you didn't like what you heard, not sure why you're still listening, but I appreciate the fact that you are making a deal. You don't tell anyone, we don't tell anyone. Everybody's happy. We will be back next week in one form or another. Hopefully you will too in whatever form you decide to manifest in. Until then, goodbye! Goodbye!